Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Q&A with Bishop Julian. You're here with Jeremy Ambrose and Javina Graham. And of course, the eponymous Bishop Julian Porteous. So, this morning we're talking about something that I've never actually done, but I've got lots of friends who go to this thing called Reiki. And I have a friend who also goes to Qigong. Now, I know a lot about yoga, but Reiki is something that I feel like is not as common, but people have become pretty hooked on it. Is it wise for Catholics to pursue this? Or what is it that's so appealing to people? Reiki has become uh, quite uh, popular in more recent times. As you said, a lot of people are familiar with yoga, and that's been around for a long, long time in the the West. But uh, Reiki has made a relatively recent presence in Australian society. There's a lot of it around. You find a lot of places will teach Reiki and, and offer people Reiki healing. Basically, Reiki has come out of uh, Japan. It's, uh, it was developed by a, uh, a fellow in Japan last century. He claims it has spiritual origins that go way back, and certainly he's coming out of a tradition in Japan that could give rise to this. Essentially, Reiki is seen as a healing process. It essentially involves uh, a person who has a particular physical need, basically lying down on flat on a, on a bed or, or, or a couch or something. And then the, the Reiki healer will extend hands over the person and call down healing powers upon that person. Many people report feeling energies flow through them as a result of this practice. Many people will attest to the fact that they've experienced some form of well-being or healing or, um, or some sense of help or support through this practice. And so it has become quite, uh, quite popular at the present time. So it's not at all like massage therapy or something, as in, you know, even yoga, you know, people argue that, well, we're stretching anyway, so we're, we're doing something. But I guess this is specifically spiritual if it's calling on powers without even, you know, someone being touched. That's right. Physically. That's right. The people aren't touched physically. The hands are extended over the person and the healing powers are evoked to come upon them. Now, the question, I suppose, is, and particularly from the point of view of a, of a Christian, of a Catholic, should they be involved in this? And, and many people would say, well, look, if it's, going to, if it's good, if it's going to uh, be helpful, then why not? And I, I am aware of the fact that there are numbers of Christians who have actually pursued Reiki in terms of learning how to be um, instruments of uh, Reiki healing themselves. And it seems on the surface to be uh, good and, and another form of alternative healing, if, if you like. However, if we look at it more closely, what, what you notice firstly is that for a person to be trained in Reiki healing, they actually go through what they call three attunements. These are um, processes whereby, if you like, they are initiated into this practice, into this uh, spiritual power and they are invited to take on various symbols to allow the 
the Reiki master to carry out various uh, religious services around them. And, and while the Reiki people themselves would claim that there's no religion or there's no specific set of religious beliefs involved in this process, in fact, there is quite specific invocation of spiritual powers. Now, the question is, where do these powers come from? And one of the things that's been my experience, in fact, is that I have had a number of people who have actually not only experienced Reiki, but have gone on to become teachers of Reiki, have found that for a while it's been very good. They've found they've been helped to people and they've found good things have seemed to have happened through the result of their efforts. But then things seem to turn dark. Things seem to go very unusual. And they start finding that there are dark spiritual powers seemingly taking control and influence of their lives. This is the area that has very much concern me. Okay, so if someone who's a practicing Christian wants to experience his Reiki and they say to themselves, well, you know, it's just, I, I don't believe in the powers that they're calling that they're calling on, so it's, it's not going to influence me in that way. I'll just get the benefits without any of that other stuff. Do you think that they're a little bit fooling themselves in that way? In order to become a teacher of Reiki, as distinct from somebody who's a beneficiary of, of Reiki healing, the person does need to open themselves to receive these powers. So I don't think you can go in there and lock yourself away and say, I'm not going to let anything happen to me. I think the effect of that would be that you wouldn't be able to be initiated fully into the powers. Okay. So the, one of the issues is that if a person pursues Reiki, they really have to open themselves out to receive these powers. Right. So it's a little bit like we are talking the other time about the question of, opening your door yeah so it's a little bit like coming in and there's a stranger at the door you don't quite know who they are but they look all right so you say well come on into my house i think i'd like you to come into my house but then when they're in the house you discover they're not quite what they seem to be now i think that's the case with reiki that people say look it seems okay i'll open myself to it and basically when a person enters into this they enter into a sort of a meditative state and then they just allow anything to come into their spirit to come into their soul and the question is what is coming in as christians as catholics we say no we want the holy spirit to be our principle of life we want the presence of god to be abiding within us and that's what happens when we're baptized we are baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit comes into us. God's life is abiding within us. And God's Holy Spirit is the animation of the way in which we live our life, the animation of our faith, the animation of our moral vision, and so on. So that's what it means to be a Christian, is to live the spiritual life under the influence of the Holy Spirit. If somebody goes over to do something like Reiki, what they're saying is, I want to receive another spiritual influence to come into my life, to be an animation of what I want to do in this case, I want to do some Reiki healing. But what is that spirit? Where does it come from? What is it about? And the danger is I think people have unwittingly allowed other spiritual influences to come in quite profoundly. It's not just 
I can do something. But the whole idea of the attunement is you really give yourself over to these other powers. And yeah. my concern is what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's okay. happening? So once again, it's about opening a door to it, about saying, yes, I want to be, you know, I want to be open to this. And that's where you, you allow things to come in. Yeah. For example, let's, I mean, this might seem like a silly question. But let's just say I fall asleep on a lounge or something and someone comes along and while I'm sleeping, they want to do Reiki therapy on me. I mean, it will, nothing, I haven't let myself into anything, have I? No, no. And uh, obviously, when people experience Reiki healing themselves, they often have a, a sense of well-being and that could be all right. I don't recommend it at all. I think it's wise to keep away from it because we don't know what we're dealing with. So there are two levels. There's the one who actually submits to Reiki healing. But I think one of the dangers in this is that we then tend to be more and more open to this whole new realm of existence. Mm -hmm. And really the question again is, what is the source of what is actually happening to us uh, in this? So while there may be an immediate experience of well-being or benefit from it, and maybe nothing else will happen. But I think it gets more dangerous as people pursue it more fully and get more interested in it and want to go deeper. What are we exposing ourselves to? Hmm. It seems to me very, I mean, very obvious as in, obviously there's some spiritual power at work here because that's all what it's about. It's about calling on some powers or energies. So it's either going to be, you know, if it's not from God, where is it from? Exactly, exactly. One of the other interesting questions is we can ask ourselves, why has this become so popular now? Why is so many people uh, getting involved in this and, and other forms of uh, practices, meditations, of uh, interested in the occult and so forth? I think it's, it's a sign that as our society, you know, people in, in the society move away from Christianity and if you like, move away from the cover and protection of the church. So as they, as they no longer practice their faith or as they move to a state where they just don't know whether God exists or they don't know what things are really about, then they start to pursue other lines of, uh, yeah. of thought, other spirituality. So I think every person, has, uh, ha- every person has a soul that has a desire for union with the divine in one way or another. There's a spiritual quest, a spiritual yearning in every single human being. And if it's not found in Christ, it's not found in the Christian faith, then they'll go looking other places. And often things look good on the surface and they're attracted by them, but it's only when they get more deeply involved in it that dangerous things can start to happen to them. So my my words are words of caution to say, be very, very careful. You don't know what you're getting yourself into in pursuing these particular areas and these particular practices. Sure. So if someone who's Catholic wants expresses a desire to combine what they know of Catholic faith with alternative, well, other religions, beliefs, and and meditations, would would you say maybe to, maybe they should have a, a closer look at the Catholic teaching on meditation and and the richness that's there already? I, I think so. My uh, my view is I believe that our Catholic tradition has the pure water, the pure spirit, the pure tradition of faith and the rich tradition of prayer and and religious understanding. These other things, I think, are more like polluted waters. You know, you can drink polluted water, it quenches your thirst, 
but you're bringing, you're letting pollutants come into the system, mm-hmm. and that eventually can be damaging, if particularly if you drink too much. You okay. know, so I would say stick with the pure water, stick with the the Catholic spiritual tradition, stick with the faith, the practice of the church, and you, that's the place. That's where the pure water is to be found. Yeah, that nice spring water. You can get it bottled sometimes. That's good. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's actually super interesting, Bishop. Thanks for enlightening us about this, this Reiki thing that's going on and also how we can delve into our own faith. It's a bit of, bit of an encouragement to see what else is there within our own tradition. Thank you. Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Javinda, you, you may have heard the, um, the title that's often given to the Pope, Servant of the Servants of God. Have you heard of that yeah, phrase before? I have. It's a bit strange. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely phrase. The Latin is uh, Servus Servorum Dei. And uh, the Pope who first chose that was uh, a Pope that's very dear to me, Pope Gregory the Great. He was Pope in the year 591. He was actually the, the first monk Benedictine monk to become a pope and uh, actually he wrote a biography of Saint Benedict but uh, he chose this this notion to say that the pope's not you know a powerful figure of authority and of, of control of influence you know he said no no a pope is a servant of the servants of God I think it's a very beautiful a very humble title to choose for a pope so we owe that to Pope Gregory the Great. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. For more episodes, visit credio.org.au.